And welcome to Wanda's Picks, a Black Arts and Cultural Program of the African Sisters Media Network. We are going to be joined, or we are joined this morning with one of the members of the um, council that yearly has been putting on this really wonderful um, uh, program honoring African ancestors. And um, we are joined by Ia Beji, Kathy Royal. Um, who is uh, a daughter of Yemen Ja, and and let me find her bio so I can read it a little better <laughs> than the one that I have here, because um, there's no spaces here. Just a second. Um, if you are um, visiting us on the website, you can actually um, you can actually read this. Um, the brochure is really lovely. Uh, for the um, sacred um, uh, ancestral uh, souls rising program, which is happening December 21st through December 29th online, and again, um, uh, Iya Beji, Dr. Kathy Royal, is a daughter of Yemen Ja and has rights to the rituals of the ancestral societies, working to bring the spirit of the ancestors to the global African village. She is the author of several books and writes under the name Oduluna, Dancing Storyteller. And uh, so we are really excited that she is with us this morning to talk about the um, the annual um, Ancestral Souls Rising. It's taking place a little bit um, uh it's not happening in October, November, as it normally does, but we are so happy that it is happening this year. So, good morning, Ia Beji. Can't hear you. Let's see. Gosh. Don't hear her. Let me see what's going on here. Yeah, um, for some reason, um, don't hear her. Um, so we will try to work this out here. <laughs> so let me see. Can I play some music? <clears throat> we were listening to Zion Trinity uh, doing the opening prayer for um, uh, Eshu Legba, um, who opens the way. 
And uh, and I think we will uh, play something. Uh, and uh, and while I uh, see if I can get um, Iabeji's sound to work, because I don't know what's going on here. Let's see. What do I want to play? Oh, I think we'll play a little bit. We're not going to be able to play at all. Of Kim Nally's I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel to Be Free. Be right back. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. Well, I wish that I knew how, how it would feel to be Um, 
doing very well. Thank you. And uh, I think about you all the time in this marvelous council that you are a part of and this gift that I look forward to every year, Ancestral Souls Rising. What year is it for you all? Like, is this the fourth one? Yes, ma'am. We are in our fourth year, and the first um, call from the ancestors was, uh, you know, was actually a Yemen Yah call. She said, uh, you must do this for seven years to impact seven generations. And... Um, you know, we said, okay, we all kind of looked at each other and swallowed hard and said, okay, and um, <laughs> it's been an amazing journey. Our numbers have grown. We have some, um, you know, we have priests from around the world. That's just the amazing thing, from Brazil, from Tanzania, from Nigeria, from Haiti. May she one day soon be free. And mm-hmm. across the United States, and it's just been so exciting. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yes, yes. So tell us about the 2023 council, and um, and and sort of the call was, you know, a seven-year commitment. Why is it important, you know, um, to honor African ancestors? My pleasure. Well, as one of the founding members of the council, you know, our our configuration and our demographics have changed a little bit, but um, it's myself, uh, Omiyale, and, uh, you know, I do write under the pen name Odaluna. I'll have to share some of that with you at another time, Wanda. And Oheen Amini, Nedra Williams out of Oakland, California, uh, Chief and Yeye Tish out of Oakland, California as well, Louisa Tish, Wanda Ravenel Stewart, who is also one of the founders of the Black IP Festival, which is there in California. And I had an opportunity to visit with her during the festival, which was just really a treat. And my, again, I said myself, uh, Chief Shango Yemi out of Savannah, Georgia, Liz and, uh, I'm sorry, Barbara, Eaton, and Chief Oshun Kami, Liz Coleman out of Savannah. We have uh, students that work with us. We have trainees that work with us. And our council is making decisions now as to what we want to do next. But our mission and vision is to elevate, advocate, and revere our ancestors educate about who we are. So when we say who we are, we are African traditional religious practitioners. We are very inclusive in our understanding that, um, you know, there is no press to conversion or to move to an African traditional religion space, yet it is so important that we recognize our ancestors And in this time right now, Wanda, it is really critical. I think that's why the call was so significant in 2020 when we were living in the pandemic. But the call was also about voting and our ancestors and walking the path of the ancestors. 
looking at what happened in the United States and really in the diaspora around human autonomy, um, the right to have a religious practice, the belief that our culture is ancient and old and wise and really valuable. So many people have taken so much from the African communities, and it's time for us to say to our young people, to the next seven generations, forwards and backwards, you really, you really must understand how great our cultures are and how powerful our spirituality is. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, I noticed that um, it's December 21st through December 29th, and and I've been to all of them, and and I really really enjoy it. It's sort of yeah, yeah. Every day, you know, just sort of being with you know the medicine person that particular day and reflecting on whatever the meditation is and taking in the lesson. And then it's really cool you can go back <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's available mm-hmm. because it's online. It's really wonderful thing about the online the online uh, format, <clears throat> which was, uh, I think, one of the best things that came out of uh, the whole isolation and having to shelter in place is that we learn how to communicate in other ways because human beings are so brilliant. And, um, and also it provided access to people that had not had access prior, so those people that have been shut in for a while because of for varying reasons. So now everyone who wants to a lot of times can participate because you can access these platforms through your phone. You don't have to mm-hmm. have a computer. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it's it was a really, really, you know, one of the good things is that, you know, we are more accessible to everyone. You know, the goodness is can be be shared <laughs> in a way that before yeah. couldn't be shared because you had to be in the place physically. Like, no, you don't have to be in the place physically, which kind of sort of mm-hmm. works with spirit anyway, right? Because spirit is always everywhere. <laughs> it's always everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you talk about, um, I, I noticed the theme is breath, power, prayer, and, and people can register um uh, at eventcreate.com, and I have the link mm-hmm. in in this uh, particular uh, description for the program. And um, and again, it's the 21st through the 29th. And in the past, there there's like the big program on on the opening day, which would, this time would be the 21st, yeah. which is also the uh, um, the the equinox. So that's a real like mm-hmm. um, the important winter day. The winter solstice, yeah, it's an important day because it's the first day of winter, it's the shortest day of the year, and, you know, we're getting ready to go into darkness. <laughs> so, um, I mean, more. <laughs> we already are moving into it because fall will be officially over, according to mm-hmm. the, the the solar, you know, calendar. So let me talk a little bit about mm-hmm. the programming and, and the length. And what we need oh, to do absolutely. to prepare those who are going to participate. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. Well, um, this year we <clears throat> were guided by spirit. And, you know, one of our uh, taglines is listen to the ways and the words of the ancestors. And so the 
women and um, supporters of the council all have um, rights of initiation and permission to uh, manage the uh, birth and the transitions from life to the next path. And so the ancestors are very present with us. You know, one, one of the things that we say sometimes is, I can lift you up, I can pray you over. So there are certain times during the year when the vortex between the living and the no longer is uh, more powerful. One of them is October 31st. And the other one is December 21st. And this year the ancestors said, we, we, we really want this to be on December 21st. And so we were having all these uh, interesting, you know, um, vibrations and technical difficulties and things. And finally we said, okay, we, we really need to use our, uh, our spiritual path, our spiritual awareness. So we tasked divination. And, you know, African traditional religions use many different ways to speak to spirit, from speaking through water, through speaking from cowries, through speaking from the opuele chains, through speaking from uh, obi. And so we cast divination. And it came up that, yes, we had to do it this year. Don't even think about not doing it. But do it on the 21st of December. So one of the reasons why that's happening in that way is because it's time for us as a people, for this program, to speak to the power of presence and focus. And what are we leaving in 2023? And how are we preparing for 2024? And you know, this is the time in African traditional religions for the power of Shampana or Babaluaye or the earth taking in what we want to plant to do harvest in the time of Oshun, which comes in March. So our work this year starts with the global prayer, and this year we have 25 priests and priestesses uh, Hungans and Babalawos and uh, all kinds of Ianifas, they will join each other uh, on high noon, on really the Grand Meridian, high noon Eastern time, to uh, be blessed by the Awese Adbaye Wande Abembala as he joins us to, to support our work. And then we pray from Tanzania, across Africa, each person who is in the prayer chain speaks to the community live, and then we also have their recorded prayer uh, for our archive. So the noon and nine, nine Pacific, noon Eastern is a big deal. And each year, you know, Wanda, you were there last year, so people find themselves in amazing spiritual space where they speak from their heart and their ancestors are there. And, you know, every, every religion that we talk about on the planet speaks about the power of unified prayer, the power of uh, group prayer, the power of prayer at one time focused on one thing 
and in unison. And so that's the 12 o'clock, 9 o'clock time on December 21st. And then after that, uh, and that prayer, you know, so I give a warning so you asked about how people could prepare. Get comfortable. Get in your sacred space. Make a sacred space. Make a comfortable space. And you don't have to be on camera. We broadcast on YouTube. Um, and it is recorded, like you said. But the recording is for the early birds who register. And we clo- we're, clo- we're extending early bird this year because we moved it. But those who register before Monday, December 18th, will have access to the prayers and the recordings until the 15th of January. After that, we take it down. And we ask that you don't download it and record it. Um, it is proprietary work, and it is sacred work. Then after we do the recording session, it's long. And when I say long, it's like a, you know, it's like a spiritual revival. So all these people are bringing you their gift of uh, sacredness. We have both the divine uh, feminine and the sacred masculine. So women and men are praying, and they're praying together, and they're praying for us as a, as a people, and we're acknowledging our ancestors, both our personal ancestors and our uh, national ancestors. For me, Wanda, one of the highlights of the, the December 21st prayer is that we do an ancestral roll call at the end of the prayer circle, after I, one of our youngest priests drums us out. And that's the other thing. This is a multi-generational prayer group. We have young priests who are as young as in their late 20s to our elders who are gracing us at 90. So we span at least five generations, and we are impacting seven generations for seven years. Look at that. So the roll call has names of our ancestors as well as our great titans. So the roll call is one. And we don't put it in any alphabetical order, and we don't put it in any order of Baba Femi's ancestors go first. So we, that's a deliberate thing. So we want you to look and read and hear and feel the power of all of these people who we are summoning at that time on the 21st. And that is the, uh, you know, one of my favorite days because one of my ancestors, Mrs. Catherine Eddings, used to say to me when I was a young, passionate little girl, and I would be so upset that it was wintertime, and she would say to me in her most cheerful elder voice, well, if winter comes, can spring be far behind? And so the 21st of December is one of my favorite days because I know that by January 15th, the days are getting longer and the nights are getting shorter. So if winter comes, can spring be far behind? So we, we pray with intention. We do the ancestral roll call. We do it in a way that it's random so you know your folks are there. We double-check, triple-check, triple-check names, triple-check um, uh, spellings and make sure it's correct. This year's roll call will be 
the last in this cycle because it's long. We keep everyone from 2020 to 2023 in this one. We close this one down, archive it, and next year our roll call will start with people who have made their transition in 2024 through uh, 2026. And all of these things are being archived so that we'll always have access to them. After that, we do the nine layers of the soul. And the nine layers of the soul is a way that um, we are building on who we are as an individual, as a sacred African child, as a sacred African-American child, and how we develop our most soulful self. So, you know, there are nine layers coming out of the Egungun Society's discussion and also out of psychology and uh, human behavior. You know, I'm a behavioral scientist, so, you know, I'm in, I'm in my, look, I'm in my lane when we're talking about how we develop our best soulful self. So that goes from right after the global prayer uh, for nine days, and we look at the universal soul, we look at the uh, ancestral soul, we look at the astral soul. So what does your, um, quote-unquote, affinity to a particular um, astrological sign combine with how we are as all of us are humans? So that's the universal, and then we go to the human soul, we go to the uh, national soul, looking at how we are as a national group of people. We look at the uh, the guardian soul, and so each layer of our soul builds into who we are as a person walking in the world and how we connect each one of those layers developmentally, spiritually, and in a sacred space. So it's, I just love it. And each year we give you something else from that particular layer. And the elders, you know, we, we trade off and play around with which one we would like to be the, um, the anchor for. And we love the discussions that come out of them. Yes, that is um, that particular part, the nine layers of the soul. Um, I really look forward to that because um, I believe Ye Ye Tish, when she explains it, she says that the nine layers is an African concept because in other other um, in other other, discourse, other discourses, mm-hmm. yeah, they they only have I don't know, do they have seven? Do they have they have they seven. don't have as many. Mm-hmm. Seven, okay. They have seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, yes. right. And um, and so I thought that was interesting. And um, yeah, and 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 why, you know, there are, there are nine. And 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 as you know, we're looking at the layers of the soul. Um, presenters, um, I I think is every time, but they, you know, um, everyone is doing a teaching. You know, we move around the around mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. I remember the one I'll never forget the one it was a couple of years ago, when um, the Ia she talked about spiritual elevation, and 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 then and then um, 
that was her teaching, and then she went into more detail later on during the night, during the the days that followed mm-hmm. the initial presentation, mm-hmm. so that you could do it. So it's like you're getting practical tools here, <laughs> which yes. is really really you wonderful. are. Mm-hmm. We talk about um, how you, um, if you choose, and you know, I started out by saying there's no rush to adopting, but we whether you are a practitioner, whether you are uh, an alejo, meaning a stranger to African traditional religions, or whether you are uh, an elevated person, you know, an anointed head, as we say, there's a place in our prayer circle for you. And in the universal souls or in the nine layers of the souls, each one of the, um, each one of the elders, as they present, they talk about practical things that you can do because everyone has the right to honor their ancestors, and they must. And one of the things I love to say to people who are, you know, uh, having a, the discord about why, why are we doing this and, you know, they did and I don't need to know anything about them and I don't remember my ancestors or all my ancestors weren't really nice people. Well, you know, even uh, a broke clock is right twice a day. And so your ancestor on the other side may be just the one who has enough knowledge about how to make it better that we should at least acknowledge that they, we carry their DNA in our bodies. And I also say to people, if you think this is so out of your element or out of your range, I live uh, outside of Washington, D.C. And one of the things that I am reminded of almost every day, actually every day because there's always a panoramic view of the city of Washington on a commercial or at the opening of a program or on the news programs. But I would like for all of us to remember that one of the biggest ancestor images is the Washington Monument. And do you know how many people come to the United States of America, sometimes spelled with a K, to give homage to that ancestor? So your personal ancestors are key critical to you being grounded in this world right now. Look how many people pay homage to Jefferson, Washington, Lincoln, Roosevelt, Truman. And if you come to Washington, D.C. again, or when you come to Washington, D.C., I want you to go on a wonderful um, hunt for the monuments to Mary McLeod Bethune, because there is one in Washington, D.C., or to Malcolm X, because there is one in Washington, D.C., or to, um, uh, oh, my goodness, her name is escaping me. But, well, of course, the monument to Martin Luther King now, but these are monuments that have been here for years, and we don't know that they're there. But each one of those monuments is an homage to our ancestors, and we should find them. We shouldn't just walk the mall. We should find where we are in the world. Go to Harriet Tubman House. Go visit um, Martin, uh, sorry, Frederick Douglass House. 
We are in this. We carry our ancestors in us. And if we can see and recognize the Washington Monument, we ought to be able to recognize our own ancestors in our own homes through a picture, through a cloth, through a song, through a phrase that they said. Because those folks are standing very close to the veil and protecting us on a daily basis. And that's what the nine layers of the soul is about. That's what the global ancestor prayer is about, calling those who protect us, known and unknown. Right, right. I was just um, thinking when you were um, calling the uh, uh, the monuments that have been, you know, up for many, mm-hmm. many years. I just, I also think about. Um, uh, Dr. Carter G. Woodson, you know, there's a park in his name, and he's sitting mm-hmm. there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it is mm-hmm. cool. I, I visited last mm-hmm. year. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and and I think, at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I and there was some birds, you know, that pooped on his head, and I wiped it off because <laughs> it, it was like. Carter G. Wilson, oh, my God, the father of black history, African diaspora history, mm-hmm. Month. Mm-hmm. you know, it's like, whoa. And then, you know, you know, ASALA, the Association of African American um, History and Life, in its 100-and-something mm-hmm. iteration, every year there's yeah, a theme. exactly. And, uh, and mm-hmm. I think, I forgot what this year's is, something about revolution. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, and the conference that happens and it moves around, you know, the country, you know, where black people are to host it. And um, it's just really marvelous. You're right. You're right. We definitely. And then Frederick Douglass has a bridge now. We walked across the land. Exactly. I walked across the land. Exactly. Year. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I think it's a suspension bridge. And it goes it on is. and on. And those loops, it's hecka gorgeous. I'm like, well, look at this mm-hmm. magic Like, whoa, this is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Martin Malcolm X Park, Frederick Douglass Bridge, Martin Luther King Jr. Monument, Mary McLeod Bethune Monument, Carter G. Mm-hmm. Woodson. Um, you know, one of the things that I love for people to come is to the uh, come to Prince George's, gorgeous Prince George's, because the Agriculture Center there is named after um, – Mm. I ride that road all the time because I'm always trying to see what we're what we are uh what we are growing and experimenting on at uh Aggie. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Mm-mm. Now this is my neighborhood. It'll come the brain <laughs> is buffering. <laughs> okay. All right, while up. the brain but well, I, while the brain is buffering, let me let me mention another thing that people who are in um uh, on the East Coast, because even if you're not in D.C., if you're in New York, you should check this out. It's uh, up through um, April, up up through April at the uh, Smithsonian National Museum of African Art. It's called From the Deep, in the wake of Drexel mm. with Ayanna yeah. Jackson. Did you see that already? That's that particular piece. That she did is just amazing. Um, I haven't seen it. I have the brochure. My friend told me about it. But this woman has recreated um, the city that lives in the deep, deep water. These are the babies that swam out of their mothers um, who leaped 
from those mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. slip ships that mm-hmm. had our ancestors, mm-hmm. and they created a a community down there, and they're swimming and thriving. And and she actually, um, Ayana, she what she did is she traveled the diaspora. I think she went to five spots: um, uh, Benin, South Africa is where she lives. Um, she went to Trinidad, Tobago. Um, uh, she went. Um, I think she went to Brazil, and she went. Oh, and she went to Nigeria, I believe, or Ghana, one of those two. Mm-hmm. And she met with mm-hmm. textile artists, and they created these beautiful costumes um, of that of that particular um, culture. And and she wears mm-hmm. them. She's a photographer. She wears them in these pieces that she has uh, staged. But she also learned to be a deep, deep diver, and so. She's mm-hmm. also doing work. She's swimming under the water, holding her breath in these beautiful garments. And then she has a um, a film a, a videographer who's filming her swimming. So that's a part of the exhibit too. I mean, it is amazing. And then yesterday, I uh, I went online and I because she was inspired by um, these these artists who um, who created a whole world about this uh from the world of Olakun, the deep deep water <laughs> orisha and um and i was just listening to their music um the band uh drexia but it's just all about the middle passage and about survival and about um about how we're still here yes yeah, she went she visited uh washington dc she went from washington dc to senegal to ghana to angola uh, to trinidad and tobago and and South Africa. So it is amazing. And like I said, it's up through um, April, and it's a free, you know, it's free. These Smithsonian museums are paid with our taxes, so it's free. So you definitely mm-hmm. need to check it out. And then, um, Iabeji, are you all, like, going to talk about the solar eclipse that's also happening next year, um, April 8th? Like, are you going to connect the nine layers to that at all? That happens in the astral soul. The answer is yes. Oh, cool, 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 cool. I knew you yeah. had it covered. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you know, we push each other to do a deeper research every year. And so, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that I love about um, our work as a council and I work with other priests because, one of the things that I love is when I was a younger priest, the Babalao um, Fatumaste, Adebolu Fatumaste Ibaibai Thorun, had a class with us, and we were walking, and he was talking, and he said to us, which is a, a Yoruba Apatiki, or a Yoruba saying, who amongst us knows how many grains of sand there are at the bottom of the ocean? And so none of us know everything. And if you have uh, had the grace and opportunity to get a divination, which is a way of asking for the uh, the oracles, the ancients, uh, the orisha, to give you information in its most traditional form, it is in the public square. Not the public, you know, you're not going to the store and saying, oh, by the way, can I get a, can I get a divination today? 
but the Babalaos are a consul, and they give you a reading, and at least two or three or four Babalaos or novices will look at the Odu that is cast, will look at how the stones fall or how the opuele drops or how the shells are configured, and they all speak from that Odu. It's not just one person as it has translated over to the United States and other parts. But it, is, it isn't to tell your business. You know, sometimes we can get so private because no one knows the question you ask the opuele. So the conversation is coming out of what is seen there, but not about what you asked. And then it's up to you and your teacher, your learner, your uh, baba or your yeye to do further information or however. But the idea of this wealth of knowledge amongst us, again, we carry their DNA in us. And if someone goes to the Eventbrite site to register, you'll see our brochure and one of the photos is an iconic photo of the people who live at the bottom of the sea and um, how their uh, statues are down there. So we know that, um, as my beloved would say, Ibai Ibai Torun, as above, so below. And as we say as scientists, energy does not die, and we are all energy. So we live and we transform and we live and we transform and we live and we transform above and below. Ah, yes, yes. I say, I say. <laughs> we, we certainly do. <laughs> I say. Um, or or that, that is the goal. You know, we don't want to get stuck. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. We don't want to get stuck. We must be able to be fluid. And one of the things that I love about being a a traditional practitioner, is that mm-hmm. you can get unstuck through your faith or through your spirituality, through your meditation. And again, we all deserve to have an ancestor altar. And it does not require that you become an egungun priest. It requires that you open your own self to the fact that those who came before you adore you and reciprocate. Another one of my favorite quotes and questions comes from the Hungao and uh, Babalao Patrick Belgard Smith, and he opens his lecture sometimes with the, with the statement, who will bring my coffee when I'm gone? And it's just a question of who will speak my name forever? And That's, again, seven years for seven generations so that everyone that is a part of our our unisphere, you know, our global world, knows that you call your ancestors' names so that the next generation can call your ancestors' names and you because at some point you will be the ancestor that someone should bring your coffee when you're gone. And that's just a wonderful ritual that we talk about in the ancestral soul. And I speak about it and, you know, I take coffee to my ancestors every week. And I talk to students and practitioners about 
forgiving yourself. You don't have to get up every day and go do something with your ancestors. You can talk to your ancestors every day on the road, throw three pennies out and say, Nana, protect me. I mean, there's just so many beautiful things that we do because it is an earth-based religion. Hmm. Oh, so you're, you're, that's your day, the ancestral soul. What, what day is that? Is that day two or what day is that? <laughs> Uh, we change the order every now and then, so hold on. Uh, day three is, <laughs> well, you know, we did, we reorganized it this year because we thought we want this to be iterative. So you go from your universal to your astral to your ancestral uh, to your guardian to your human to your historical to your national Power to the people, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to your racial, and then <laughs> we close with your sexual. Okay, okay. So um, do you all have any, any plans for the seventh um, um, program? And, like, do you plan on making a movie or... Because <laughs> you're, you're 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 keeping it, so like, but but you know, yeah, after we are the, keeping it. The cutoff after the cutoff, mm-hmm. only only those special people, the council, you know, has access to it. Um, and nah, and the information is just so. <laughs> it's just no, no. I'm not saying that's how it's going to go. I'm just saying it's it's such so rich, and I'm like, whoa, this is so. I mean, you know, you could just study on on one one of the years. Mm-hmm. For a long time, mm-hmm. let alone having four, and if you yeah. remember three, and if you remember two, and you remember the first one, like the first one was like, oh my gosh, um, yeah, yeah, it's just some of us who just like put it in our calendar. All right, December thirty first. I mean, I mean October thirty first. <laughs> um, where are the announcements, uh, Wanda? <laughs> Where's the announcement? Are y'all doing it this year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. that is so wonderful. <laughs> well, uh, newsflash, and um, we ta- we'll talk about this on the 21st. Um, I remember we were taking our counsel and getting our divinations and our pathway, and it's so interesting that you would say that, Wanda, because every year it's a different space of uh, ancestral reverence that we get our guidelines from. This year's mm-hmm. guideline is coming from uh, Iawanda Ravenel Stewart, and her oh. ancestors spoke to her and said, we, we live in you. We, you carry our DNA. And we, we were all just stunned because it was like, <sighs> and, you know, <clears throat> last year, you remember, it was me, and they, actually embodied me in South Carolina on St. Helena's Island and just harangued me until I honored this unknown woman who was standing there with a pitchfork looking at me and saying, you see me standing here and you're not going to do a thing to honor me? I'm like, so I, I actually stopped somebody's birthday party and went outside and did mm-hmm. prayer. I mean, you know, it's in it's in last year's prayer. Mm-hmm. So this year when we uh, were talking and we were talking about, well, you know, how do we do the the close of this? 
The waitress looked at us and said, "The clothes? Oh, you're not closing. What you gonna do with the people? You just gonna leave them?" <laughs> 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 she looked at us, and all of our uh-huh. eyes got big as quarters. We like, okay, you just gonna leave the people? So, mm-hmm. we will yeah, mark yeah. our seventh year. And we are looking at how it will evolve, but we've gotten a very strong instruction that uh, you can't stop there because mm-hmm. you really want to um, you want the community to recognize that they are the sacred spot, mm-hmm. and so it is up to the elders to inform and support to educate, advocate, and elevate so that young people recognize who they are in the world. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that will look, um, but I know that it will continue. And like I said to somebody one time, I said, I don't care if it's just me out here praying. So <laughs> we're not uh, going well, you know, you got your people. You know, the spirits are always there, so it's never just us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's never call their names to recognize. Like, all righty, I exactly. know I'm not rolling by myself. <laughs> Let me mm-hmm. recognize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they are, they are just so, um, you know, it, it sounds like a cliche to say, look at God. But it's not a cliche when you sit in faith and spirit and recognize. You, when you see it coming at you, you know, it's like a matrix. You got the because it's, it's overwhelmingly wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you never know when it's coming. And that's why you, you know, you just stay open to how uh, faith and uh Spirit and ancestors move and protect you. We have mm-hmm. so many examples. It's just, it's just like don't even, you know, don't worry. It's there. Don't worry. It's there. Kayla, right. it's there. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I just found your your more expansive bio. <laughs> And uh, so I want to make sure I get that, get that, get that read. Yeah, pa- paragraph two and three. Um, but before that, before I read that, I wanted to ask you: um, Do you remember what you were going to say? You mean in terms of who is the? Um, mm, 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 mm. I don't remember the detail Peanut. anymore. Yes, yes, it was, it was who's. Um, who the Agricultural Center is named after out here yes. in Prince mm-hmm. George's County. And it's not Carter G. Woodson. And W.E.B., uh, me and W.E.B., we disagree. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. It's, it'll come back. I get it. And, and because I drive by there and take people up by there all the time, it's just amazing to me that this is, you know, it, hold on. Okay. Booker T. Washington. Oh, <laughs> oh, love, love our agriculturalist brother, mm-hmm. he and Doctor. Yes, uh, Booker T. and W. E. B. Yeah. And that's how I remembered it, you know, because that wonderful yeah. repartee between Booker T. and W. E. B. And at the end, they both say to each other, "I disagree." 
but they were fast, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they were icons, and that's Booker T. Washington right down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one, one thing that connects them is, you know, they love black people, they love our people. Exactly. And, and so, you know, even if the methodology um, is, um, you know, they have different ways of moving, different ways of <laughs> of, of rolling, it doesn't mean that, um, that the work isn't good. Exactly. It's, it's for the same, you know, it's, it's for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is Oh, that wow, is it. Wow. Yeah, I was just thinking about um um our our great inventor um uh who who um figured out all these different ways of of using the peanut and and his great love for um for Booker T Washington and and I'm having one of those moments I can't remember his name. Mhm. Who am I speaking of? Hold on. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> no, 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 I said hold on. Oh, oh hold on. Okay. <laughs> hmm. George Washington Carver. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, um, it's so interesting. I hadn't even known, um, I mean, I know now, but like years and years ago, I didn't know that, um, Marcus Garvey, Honorable Marcus Garvey, was an admirer of Booker T. Washington. That he traveled from Jamaica to um, Tuskegee because he wanted to meet him. Because when he was in in Jamaica, he was just so inspired by this man who mm-hmm, who, mm-hmm. who created a, a university, a black man. Like what? And because because <laughs> um um. Uh, Marcus Garvey, he was about, you know, a nation. Like, you got to have universities in a nation. You got to have hospitals. You got to have bankers. You got to have printers because his father was a printer, and he was like, oh, yeah, no, we're not sending our stuff, stuff to Random House. Like, hey, mm-hmm. no, we're going to publish our own books. <laughs> then up, we have, up, we have, you then we mighty have nation. Hmm? Exactly. Up, up, you mighty people. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. Mm, and and, mm, mm, mm. and I'm really sorry I'm not calling the names of our of our, our you know our black women because there were there were many. Oh, remember I said yeah. Mary McLeod Bethune, Harriet Tubman, Sojourner Truth. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! I you know I I had the honor um, mm. of early in my academic career. You know I didn't grow up in corporate. America. I grew up in academic America. And mm-hmm. when I was at Andover in Massachusetts, um, there is a, uh, a a dormitory at Phillips Academy, which is one of the oldest boarding schools, that's called Stowe House, S-T-O-W-E, which is named mm-hmm. after Harriet Beecher Stowe. Well, oh. huh. I had the opportunity to um, be in Stoke House where Sojourner Fruit and Harriet Beecher Stowe had a conversation about women and women's culture. And so Mm -hmm. to be there representing and 
supporting young black women on Andover's campus, which was traditionally a boys' school, all boys' school, the mm-hmm. the the ability to be in her space um, 200 years later was just thrilling. So I I know, and I've said to people many, many times, I take um, Sojourner Truth and Oh my goodness. What is going on here with me today? Fanny Lou Hamer as my oh, ancestral yeah. mother. Oh love because, love your Fanny Lou Hamer. Yes. Oh my goodness. Whew, she really and, they, she was she mm-hmm. really suffered, you know, the way they beat her. Oh my god, and you know, so you're the truth. Yeah, as a mm-hmm. both of them. Mm-hmm. And I tell um, people all the time, and sometimes I get in trouble for telling it, but you can't call Mrs. Fannie Lou Hamer's name in my presence without giving her the honorific of Mrs. Fannie Lou Hamer. And you mm-hmm. definitely yes. cannot say people are sick and tired of being sick and tired without giving her attribution. Oh, Mrs. Totally, Fannie totally. Lou Hamer. Because yeah, just like, she yeah, said so that. Just like Mrs. Rosa right. Parks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had the honor of sitting at the feet of Mrs. Rosa Parks. You know, she was she lived in Detroit in her elder years and so did okay. I. But there you was did? a You lived mar- in Detroit? I did. I, girl, oh, I'm I a hardcore Detroit. I grew up in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I'm from Penn. Oh. Yes. If anybody oh, wow. asks you where I'm from, I'm from ten, and the tenth, the tenth precinct in in Detroit, Michigan, is legendary. It's legendary for its criminals, and it's legendary for its activists. <laughs> and sometimes they were the same thing. Wow. But yes, I grew up in ten, proud to have been somebody from ten, and was wow. born in mm-hmm. what we call Black Bottom. So. You were also yeah. cuz you know the um that sister the playwright who did that trilogy um on Detroit um Paradise um there's like three of them I got to look it up but um oh my goodness and and she wrote about it was like a mother's like it was a motherline story um mm-hmm. and uh and she's just a phenomenal um I mean like Detroit trilogy yeah she is a wonderful Wonderful um, um, playwright. We did. We had oh my Black goodness, Bottom, she's amazing. We had Black Bottom, Paradise Valley, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. yes, you know some of the beautiful things in in my own writing, which is mm-hmm. to be further discovered, was how it was to be a little girl um, between the church and the. Um, the honky tonks, I'll call them. Mm-hmm. And actually, they were, um, you know, they were juke joints and after hour mm-hmm. clubs. And what, uh, what my mom and her mm-hmm. dear friends, Sarah Vaughn, Della Reed, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Dinah Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 my life as a young woman in Detroit, as a girl, because I wasn't a young mm-hmm. woman yet, as a girl. Mm-hmm. In Detroit yeah. was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
My oh, first wow. boss, yeah, the- and this is the last Kathy Royal story. My first what? boss was Smokey Robinson. <laughs> what? What? What'd yep. you do? What was your job? Smokey. <laughs> he, <laughs> he owned, he and Claudette and his aunt who raised him, um, uh-huh. owned a nursery school. He was always very connected to the community. Owned a nursery school called Wonderland Day Nursery. And I was their mm. senior teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm. Really? Mm. Wow! So yeah, you're, really? you were a preschool teacher mm. too. Wow! Yeah, I um, I, am I used to have a family to teach daycare from preschool. Mm-hmm. Huh. From preschool yeah. to uh, graduate school, I my certi- my certifications span all areas of educational abilities. So now I wow. grant degrees. And when I was mm-hmm. a younger teacher, you know, we wrote curriculum and care for young children. I love academia, and I love secondary and elementary education. I'm in, I'm a professor now, but my love was really, believe it or not, middle school. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> they wow. are hilarious. Oh, that's that's a lovely attitude. Yeah, yeah, I think everyone who teaches middle school should have, oh, they are hilarious. You know, like you can hear they the love are. in that, that they statement. They are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's great. they are hilarious. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. How wonderful. Yeah, the uh, the playwright I was thinking about, um, her name is uh, Dominique, um, and I don't know how to pronounce her last name, it's French, M-O-R-I-S-S-E-A-U. And her Detroit trilogy, uh, Detroit mm-hmm. 67, Paradise Blue, and Skeleton Crew. And and then oh! Regina Carter, do, do you know all three of those? Did you see them all? Do you know the um, playwright? No, I did not see them all. Okay, well, they're, you, you can it, read I, them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all published. It's called the Detroit trilogy, and um, and they're amazing. And the one I saw most recently, because they were out of order the way I saw them, was um, Paradise mm-hmm. Blue, and that one looked at gentrification um, in in, oh. in the area of um, Detroit where the black folks were, and and so this is a story about about the uh, the uprising, you know, when the police killed someone, and um, and the burning down the parts of the of the community, and then them trying to take it. Similar to um, August Wilson's, um, you know, last play uh, in in the Centennial mm-hmm. series, um, the Hundred Years of Black History, uh, when he looks at, you know, the uh, radio golf. That last story is similar to the story in Paradise Blue. Only it's it's you know August Wilson is contemporary, and Paradise Blue shows you how ain't nothing changed here. <laughs> you know they you know they leave us alone, and then when they they remember us. It's like, oh yeah, we gotta go get that land too and push these people further out. Um, and then also wanted to mention Regina Carter because um, at the Detroit Jazz Festival, which is amazing and it's free, and part of it was online. Um, Regina Carter has a has a has a piece. Um, it's it's a multiple. It's like it's a suite, and it's about Detroit uh-huh. and her mother's stories. Do you know that? I do know that. Now that one okay. I do know. I'm just looking at Paradise Blue, and mm-hmm. this is so interesting because, um, yeah, the, these lived experiences, 
I remember, well, I don't remember. My mom told me about the 1949 riots in Detroit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I lived through with my daughter um, the 1967 riots. Oh, you um, were there. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. I I tell my daughter, I I used to sleep, I had to sleep on top of her because the National Guard and the tanks drove right past our little teeny tiny apartment with their guns. Mm. This is the second time I've had canyons aimed at me, once in my oh. hometown of Detroit and once mm-hmm. in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Oh, before apartheid South Africa fell. too? Ooh, mm-hmm. you were there? Before apartheid fell. I was there. Oh. oh, were you teaching? What was going on? <laughs> I was there making one of, I was there asking, and I can't say making, I was there asking Andover to divest its money from South Africa. And as uh, mm-hmm. Ambassador Edmund Perkins was my patron, and mm-hmm. I had to go into South Africa under a honorary white passport. It's mm-hmm. the only place in my life I've ever been detained. And... Um, George Bundy Smith, and Ambassador Perkins, both uh, Ambassador Perkins got me in, and the Honorable Judge uh, George Bundy Smith got me out because as they took me into this place and told the rest of our team, it was only four of us, to go ahead, I'd be a while. He looked at me in my face and said, I'm not leaving without you. Mm. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> wow, you talk that's conscious allyship not, for sure, for sure. I'm not leaving without you. Mm, I'm not leaving mm-hmm. without you. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. We might not be they talking now. My, mm-hmm. They changed my passport. They changed mm-hmm. my visa and said, you know, our plane left at 10.50 at night mm-hmm. on British Airways and my passport expired at 1159 mm. and they were at the airport and I'm oh. talking about the South African police yeah, they yeah. were at the airport and South mm. Africa was not free at this time it was people oh, I don't, oh yeah okay I gotta shake it off shake it off yes whoa yes whoa wow these are all, you know, Wanda, all documented. I mean, my my belief in social justice and the elevation of African peoples is diasporic and deep. So, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't even think about my kids while I was being held. I talked to my dog. I just said to my dog, Roxbury, I'm coming home. Don't worry. I'm coming home. I I couldn't think about not getting home to my children. I to not let them come into my consciousness. And it, you know, it was not long, but it it like I said, George Bundy Smith was my hero in that. He said, "I'm not mm-hmm. going home. I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving without you." Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's so I have gratitude. Did, did, did Andover yeah. did it did it divest? Yes, it did. It did. Oh, good, good. good and the person good. who was leading the the person that we had the 
white knuckle conversations around or with mm-hmm. was George mm-hmm. Herbert Walker Bush. What? What? He... <laughs> what? Oh my gosh! We gotta get off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was just. He would say to me, you know, he'd say, "D. Royal, it's not a lot of money." And you know, this I was a young person at that point when I was younger than I am now. And he would say, "D. Royal, it's not a lot of money." And I say, uh, "President Bush, if it's not a lot of money." Let's just let it go. It won't cost anybody anything. <laughs> and they would be so mad with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not a lot of money. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> and we can afford to that best. If it's not a lot of money. Uh-huh. Right. Turned out to be about $8 million in divestments in companies that did business with companies that did business in South Africa. And, yeah, you know, so when you talk about a lot, a lot of money, ago, it's relative, right? Mm, yeah. mm, compared <laughs> to what? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Eight million? Like, mm, I've never defined, even seen one yeah. million. <laughs> exactly, define a lot. <laughs> right, right. I'm in the yeah, thousands and in the hundreds. You're talking millions is mm, not a lot. Eight right. million is not I'm a waiting lot. On like, to, look, I'm waiting on tomorrow so I can have my thoughts. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. That's crazy because, you know, you think about how uneven, um, you know, the wealth is in this, this country. Uh, and if it's not a lot, then, then why, you know, why am I struggling, you know, to pay mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. my rent that goes up every year with my little pittance of a, of a, um, of a pension, but it's, it's mm-hmm. like too much money to get any kind of assistance. But mm-hmm. my rent is mm-hmm. is half of it, half of exactly. it. Exactly. And I think so. I think okay, if she's going up on my rent every year, like can I think I can live here five more years before I need to like seriously look at somewhere else that is more affordable? Because mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. every you know half of my income is going to this, <laughs> and I don't exactly. qualify for anything I'm... because I yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh I, oh yeah. Listen. Listen, mm-hmm. you know, I took care of my mom for literally 20 years, um, mm-hmm. and it, it, we didn't qualify for anything because she made $100 over the baseline limit a year, mm-hmm. not a not mm-hmm. a month, but a, a year. year. So that totals out to be about $9 over. Because mm-hmm. yeah. 10 times yeah. 10 is 100 and if you divide mm-hmm. it by 12, it's about $8.75 too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me right now? Yes, 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 yeah. Oh, so, you wow, know. it's not a lot of money. And, yeah, like, to whom? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, what's your measurement? Like, what? Yeah, yeah, define yeah. a lot. <laughs> right, right. And we're talking ancestors here, right? We're talking about our ancestors who are responsible for them having these, exactly. you know, this this wealth that's not a lot, mm-hmm. but our ancestors work for free, and they and they pay right. with the kind of stuff that's irre, irreplaceable. Their blood, their their sweat, mm-hmm. their bones, you know, their time. That's right. That's none right. of that's none of that's you can't re, rejuvenate. You can't you replace can't repay that. that. No, 
No. And like Verda no. May Grosvenor said, you know, labor creates all wealth, and free labor creates stupid, crazy wealth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, So, it yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why I say, let us not forget our ancestors. No, because no, no. They, they live moment, in us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. We are the only reason why they existed and kept going yeah. and got into good trouble and took beatings and <laughs> slept on top of their yeah. babies and threw their babies in the water and jumped in behind them. And, you know, um, one of the things that we talk about in the ancestral soul as well as in the guardian soul, not this year, but in the, in other years, is mm-hmm. we 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 absolutely, and after this one I'm going to have to beg off, we absolutely okay. <laughs> honor Harriet Tubman and Sojourner Truth and all of the revolutionaries or the strong people that led people out or, um, you know, escaped. But the one thing I am always here to stand up for is that Yemen Jai woman who was in that kitchen who could not escape but told everybody else when to escape. Mm-hmm. How about her? Mm-hmm. That woman who was in that kitchen, who was cooking master's food and putting it on the table every night, heard everything. And that's the woman who said, when the moon is full and master goes east, you go north. But you did not know how to do that. So that woman who knew that if she was discovered telling you how to get away, death was assured, and it was an ugly death. Mm-hmm. And so when I say I believe in the Bomorte, the La Nosa Senora Sta Bomorte of Brazil, yeah. that is mm-hmm. why I believe in them. Because yeah, the all over death. the world, yeah. exactly, it was the women and the men in them who mm-hmm. said, don't go this week. You're going to have to wait till next week because mm-hmm. everybody's going to be on. So there was a whole <laughs> system of how to get away, but she couldn't go because mm-hmm. somebody had to stay and tell you when to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she had yeah. to be very careful about how she did it because you never knew who was going to damn you out for an extra slab of salt pork. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was her ministry. Mhm. Yeah. That was her yeah. ministry, and mm-hmm. she died right there on that plantation. Mhm. And sometimes was killed because she got discovered. But all hail to, as Louisa would say, as Yaya Teach would say, the unknown slave, because we don't even know how to call her name sometimes. Because what is her name? And the other thing I say to people, so this is what I'm saying to you as we close: What happened mm-hmm. to Patsy? You know, I'm on a mission. What happened to Patsy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when we talk about, you know, when we talk about Solomon Northrop and, you know, 12 years of slave, if you saw it, if you didn't see it, if you read it, if you didn't read it, because there's three different iterations of it, mm-hmm. nobody knows what happened to Patsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Help me find Patsy. Mm-hmm. I love Lupita Nyong'o. I think she did an amazing job of playing Patsy. But we don't mm-hmm. know where Patsy is. 
And, you know, sometimes I really have a hard conversation with Solomon Northam because how dare you take yourself back up to Boston and wash yourself and put on your nice day coat and go outside with your lovely wife and children and everything and forget Patsy. Are you effing kidding me? Mm-hmm. She kept your butt alive. And there we have the role of women in the world, boys and girls. <laughs> ah, thank you so much, Ia Veggie, Kathy Royal, Dr. <laughs> Royal. My goodness, this has been such a wonderful conversation. Well, we can't, like, let it be a whole year between this next conversation and this one. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely I would certainly be, not. be in the space on the 21st next next Thursday, but um, definitely want to catch up with you. Wow, all this history, your Detroit stuff. I didn't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and Rosa Parks. Oh, yeah. Goodness, really? Wow. <laughs> uh-huh. Rosa wow, Parks, in 1967. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Mm-hmm. You were there on, yep. the on top of your I daughter. Was there. Whoa. My daughter just thanked me a couple of days ago for keeping her safe all over the world. But, yeah, I slept on top of her under the window. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> she wow. was an itty bitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Man. yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, black mother, right? Eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just yeah. thinking about it, you know, because... Um, Mm. Mm. Yeah. Nothing is promised. Yeah, like mm. you've been in the war, like seriously. You know, we hear about tanks rolling mm. through, but not many of us have a have a, a visceral experience with that. Like you were there. It's not it's not academic <laughs> at all. Two times. Mm-mm. Right. Because yeah, in South and Africa think, they aim that tank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They aimed that tank yeah. at me, and those we were four or five of us, five women in the car mm-hmm. who had gone out to get food, and we had a 12-year-old. No, I can she was between, she was about 8 to 12, and mm-hmm. they pulled in front of us and aimed the tank at us, and I love that sister who kept that car on 10 and 2 while that tank mm-hmm. was in front of us, and mm-hmm. we were in various stages of distress, our own selves, but, you know, you you have a child, and so again, and the only thing that we did that we could do was we sang. Mm. Mm-hmm. We sang O C C K Lele Africa. Oh, <laughs> wow, wow. We sang. I'll never forget that. Viola Makabela, me, and her sister-in-law. And her daughter, we were in that, we sang. That's how we kept that baby calm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. Yep. We yeah. sang. <laughs> wow, wow. Breath, power, prayer. Wow, ancestral right. souls Listen rising December twenty first. souls rising through December twenty ninth. Council for global ancestral reverence, ancestral, ancestral veneration for seven generation. This is the fourth year, and we are speaking to Ia Beji, Dr. Kathy Royal, and this has been an amazing, amazing, amazing conversation. Oh my goodness, you said you only give me thirty minutes. Like what? 
<laughs> People have to change sometimes. Like, okay, we're going over a little bit here. Like, what? We in ninety minutes now. <laughs> Ten more minutes for ninety minutes. <laughs> oh, we still are. Oh my God. <laughs> I no. can't tell you how much I appreciate it. It was cathartic. <laughs> Thank you so much. And oh, if anybody, so oh my goodness, I love the Council for Global Ancestor Reverence. I could speak on them, but until tomorrow because mm-hmm. they are amazing and our work is just um, hands and hearts. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Hands and hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, you are my sisters. Ah, you are my people. And, um, you know, <laughs> any way I could, you know, get the word out and help lift this up, uh, you know, I'm there. <laughs> I am so there. So, um, And yeah, thank yeah, you glad so much. Oh yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, we can talk at some other time, but I um, I am retired, like I mentioned, and uh, I am in a graduate program working on my PhD. Finally, um, this is gonna this is gonna actually I'm gonna I'm gonna see the end of this one. Yeah, women's spirituality at uh, California Institute for Integral Studies. My first semester. I'm finishing in two weeks. Well, not two weeks. Next week it's over. Um, so I'm writing right now some of my final papers. Oh, I'm. Oh, please for you. Well, anything <laughs> I can do to support you, just let me know, you know. Um, mm-hmm. If you need an external reviewer, I'm available. And and when I say that, I mean, you know, I'll stop what I'm doing, but, but you have mm-hmm. to let me know because my graduate students ain't going to be nice to you if they don't get their degree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm in my first my first semester, and um, and uh, and and what we're looking at this semester in uh, one of my classes is the mother line, you know, and I'm looking at healing my mother line, and then in another class I'm taking on the um, uh, aging as a spiritual practice, um, looking at um, ancestor um, veneration and how that helps with the loneliness that comes when. Um, there's a lot of loss and grief um, because you're an older person and people are are dying. What do you do with that? So you remember the ancestors. You call the names. You remember that spirit lives when the body is gone. So that's that's another mm-hmm. paper I'm writing. Um, yeah. Well, so if you got any resources because... you can share with me? Um, I would love that. So I was. Oh my darling, I have a body. Of, I have a I have a body of research on it. Oh, I need it. Look at look, look at that. <laughs> look look at my this look at my my magical bio where it says, you know, I've been tracking women and women's consciousness uh, for 25 years from anyhow women to anyhow elders. And a mm-hmm. group of us went to Brazil to reconnect. I mean, there's a whole story around this again. This is called sharing our common roots, anyhow women. And okay. the anyhow elders are women who are um, African traditional religion practitioners who are mm-hmm. steeped in their communities and how they get things done anyhow. Uh, mm. oh. and, mm-hmm, and what they say about aging from uh, loneliness to uh, loneliness to longing to loss, all of it's in there. But it's wrapped oh. in what my research is all around, around joy. And what mm-hmm. does it mean, you know, when you're at your best, 
as a black woman elder or as an elder, because uh, all of these are women who claim African ancestry as part of their identity. And so mm-hmm. that's my dissertation, and that's my continuing research. It's called okay. Invisible yeah. Voices. Yeah, because I know we spoke when I was working on my doctorate um, in depth psychology about um, the appreciative inquiry, and you we talked about how you know you're one of the mm-hmm. founders of that 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 methodology, and I'm like, really? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yep, I remember yeah. right there in my yeah. living room in front of my ancestors. exactly. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll have to pick that conversation up, um, you know, on the new yep. year, and uh, definitely, um, I'll um. I'll look at um, this link because um, this is exactly what I'm looking for, some evidence um, about, um, you know, how how it has been used, you know, mm-hmm. I guess to, to mm-hmm. cultivate and, and con- cultivate joy because, you know, why not be joyful? <laughs> you know, the sorrow well, song period well, is over with. Exactly. Well, here's the thing. Live your faith. If you mm. believe that you will see them again, live mm-hmm. your faith. And how does your faith help you age gracefully? Mm-hmm. I tell people at the funerary times all the time, live your faith. It's a challenge, Wanda, but live mm-hmm. your faith. Oh, and trust me, I can talk about the challenge because mm-hmm. when Heshimu left here, it was all, he had to come back and tell me that we would be okay. I'm okay, because you walked up out of here with no warning. What's wrong with you? You better get mm-hmm. back here. <laughs> no, when, when, who, when who walked away? Tell me again what you just said. When, oh, when my beloved died mm-hmm. in 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I had mm-hmm. to live my faith. Mm. So I'm not speaking of something that I have not had to do. I had to live my faith in 2020 twice. He died, and then my brother mm-hmm. died. Oh, my. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you, COVID. Mm. Wow. But wow. Yeah. Live your faith. Live your faith. Okay. Live your faith. Whether it's Islam, mm. Christianity, Buddhism, Candomblé, Lukumi, Santeria, they all have a medium. Well, I'm not as steeped in Islam as I am in the others, but there's Mm -hmm. always a medium around honoring um, what my faith tells me death and dying is about. And energy does not die, remember? That's right. That's right. Yeah, I wrote that in a paper. (laughs) This, This semester, energy doesn't die. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, nope. man. You, you can't create it, and you can't destroy it. Mm-hmm. Can't destroy it. There you go. So tap into it. All right. Mm-hmm. And there's your Live phone. Your <laughs> that's that. That is our time, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. All right, my <laughs> well, love. Well, thank you so much, Yves. Yes, you take good care. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And you too. Thrive. Right. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right, my dear. <laughs> Peace and blessings. Wow. Live your faith. Oh, my goodness. So I am going to read the rest of Ia Beji's um, bio. Um, 
gosh, this is so gorgeous. And we're going to end with this really wonderful um, piece that um, is, is the song is called um, Hum, and it's by um, Isla uh, Nerero. And I just love it. It's not a long song. So I'm going to read the rest of Iabeji's um, bio. Iabeji has organized conferences for women of the African diaspora since 1989. Her work and study has led her to exposure to ancient burial rituals from Kathmandu, uh, Nepal, to Cape Town, South Africa, and many nations in between. She specializes in affirmation and strength-based rituals and change behavior. Dr. Royal is active in social justice work around the world. She is the founder of Anyhow Women, which she spoke about today with us, a wonderful, a wonderful women's group honoring the women in our communities who get things done anyhow. Her dissertation, The Fractal Initiative, What Happens When Black Women Use Appreciative Inquiry to Rethink Socially Constructed Identities, was dedicated to these women. Her current research is on Anyhow Women Elders, Unbinding the Voices of Our Silence Elders. She is the 2023 Gestalt Institute Outstanding Graduate. Iabeji is the contributor and co-author of several, for several books and articles. She writes under her professional title as well as the pen name Oduluna Dancing Storyteller, as we already mentioned today earlier. A name given to her on a visit to Yemenja in her sea home under the waters of Andros, Island, Bahamas. She, uh, Iabeji, Dr. Kathy Royal, is the mother of three only children and the adventure nana to two beautiful grandchildren. She is the owner of Royal Territory, a consulting and training firm, and as part of her work, she is frequently engaging in sacred journeys for anointed heads, reimagining the world through travel. And again, this was such a wonderful conversation with um, uh, Iabeji, Kathy Royal, uh, and discussion about the ancestral souls rising again December 21st through uh, December 21st through December 29th. And again, you can get your tickets at eventcreate.com, and you can also look at the brochure, which gives you bios of all of the all of the members of the council. And uh, the links are here in um, in the website. Um, and so we're going to end again with Isla Nerero's Hum. Thank you so much for joining us for another edition of Wanda's Picks. Be well, everyone. Hum inside my heart a little while. Come closer with the honey of your song. Your dance is a code, is a pathway to what's given. I am learning how to listen. Hum inside my heart a little while. From you comes the honey of my song. Tender to the tendril, blooming color, taste and longing for you who kiss the petals of my So